Hey Sportsnet! Hey Sportsnet! Stop screwing with us! Hey Sportsnet, stop screwing with us. Okay. Yep. All right. You know, Mondays are tough. Mondays are tough, so it's like trying to dip your toes into a pool, and there's no point in doing that. It's always going to feel like shit. You just got to jump right in, so let's jump into the water. It is Monday morning, everybody. Underdogs, your new daily Blue Jays podcast that you keep listening to, and you're not sure why, but I am David Patrick Fleming. This is Jacob Eamon. Jacob. Yeah, buddy. Were you... Awoken last night by the crazy thunder and lightning in Toronto. Oh my God! I forgot. I wanted to. I wanted to ask you about that too. It was. I think it was the loudest thunder crack I ever heard in my life. That like cannonball sounding one at three thirty. Dude, I've been up since that moment. <laughs> I thought I was getting bombed, and then there was weird noises because of the wind was doing with the trees, and it was coming through my place. And I have not slept since that moment because when I woke up, I was so startled, my heart was <laughs> yeah, racing, same. and it was fucking scary. I was terrified. And what was even more scary is that I kind of woke up from an earlier thunder crack, I think. But I didn't realize that's what happened. And so I was up a little bit and I checked to see my fantasy if I got my waiver claim. Um, you know, sometimes it happens around 3 4 a.m. So I thought I'd check the phone. And then I was looking at the phone and the lightning crack to that huge thunder or the lightning flash happened. And it lit up my whole room to the point where I thought it was like one of those like brain, like, like you know, when they talk about like flashes in your in your vision or things that can happen in your yeah. brain like a uh, lightning stuff happening um i thought it was that and i was like blinking my eyes trying to see if it would happen again because I, I just didn't process that it would possibly be lightning in my room and then all of a sudden i lean i lay back down and it was the <laughs> I know. Oh shit, man! the The biggest mistake is to go on your phone in that moment because then it like your mind yeah. starts getting triggered. You can't go back to sleep. I knew that I had my door the door slid up, so it was just the screen, and I and I kept thinking I was like, you know, when you're so tired, you don't want to move. But I kept thinking that the water was going to start funneling into my kitchen. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to wake up to a flood. I'm going to have to shovel water out onto the deck. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. So then I got up, shot the thing. No water anywhere. But at that point, it's fucked. You're done. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah. You, the, at that point, I'm up. I started making coffee. I started going on my phone. I'm scrolling through shit. And I've been, I'm, I'm done. My whole day is fucked now. Well, you did go to bed at eight, you said. So at least there's that. You still got five <laughs> five hours of sleep. Don't, don't expose to people what time I go to bed. Don't don't tell people that I go to bed at eight. That's not the way I want to come across. You want to come across as someone who's been up since three thirty instead. <laughs> so, Jacob, this is. I'm going to do a little sidetrack here, but just to say. Our Blue Jays, fifth place in the American League. Yo. We are ahead of such teams as the Minnesota Twins, the Houston Astros, and the New York Yankees. If the playoffs started today, we would be up against the Cleveland Indians. Whoa. I don't love that. It's a tough matchup. Um, you know, Bieber game one. Uh-oh. Bieber, were you? 
you know, I, I'm not, I don't feel great about it, but I feel like, I feel like we've got a chance in any game one in the American League. Uh, maybe, well, it depends on where Cole gets to, or Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole. I got mixed up with AJ Cole for a second there. <laughs> Pretty basically the same guy. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into the Blue Jays. I've been thinking about this thing all weekend. I have no idea why. I just want to ask you, we don't have to talk about this too long. I'm just going to ask you this question. Would you rather face Araldis Chapman mm-hmm. as a hitter, as a hitter for an entire at bat? And I'll give you a caveat in a second. Or you have to be the catcher for Araldis Chapman in an entire at bat. You get no practice, no warning. You don't get to go over signals with him. You don't get to go over anything. You don't get to hit in a batting cage, nothing. The only way you get out of the at bat is to swing your way out. You can't just stand there tensely and hope for the pitches to go by. You have to actually at least swing and miss three times. What would you choose? Mm, probably the Probably the catch. Oh, you'd be just taking it right in the face, man. You'd be taking it in the chest, in the face, in the neck. No way you're catching that. You've never seen it in your life. You don't know how it moves. It's just launching at you. Look, I'm putting down, first I'm putting down three fingers, then I'm putting down two fingers, then I'm putting down five fingers. I'm never putting down <laughs> one finger. Until I'll start with that, and at least I've got something that I can just cover my face with, just like push a, away from the ball. I'm getting. I'm trying push to push away from a ball coming at you at Mach three. Well, I'm. I'm I don't I'm, know, man. I think you're getting way more hurt as a catcher. I'm calling the slider, so it's moving away from me. You would never know what the movement of that looked like. It could start out, and you'd move your arm out, and then it would cut right back in. Throat shot. I know the movement of a Roldis Chapman slider. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it looks like from a catcher's perspective. Yeah, I do actually. I play MLB the show. That's exactly the perspective I get oh, when I'm yeah, trying to hit. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That would actually, that might actually help you. That might actually be the greatest thing you've ever done. Right. If you were actually thrust into that moment because you would know exactly how that, that goes. And I know exactly how to dominate uh, people when they think they know exactly how to, how to uh, beat people with Chapman coming in. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to throw a high fastball. I just sit high fastballs and I just lace them. Line drives into the, into the outfield. No chance. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about your, uh, your ability to play MLB the show. I didn't think about that. I did think you were going to say catcher, and I didn't think that you were thinking about it correctly because obviously when you think, oh, I've got all this padding on, of course, I wouldn't have to be in the box like with my bare skin and a helmet trying to hit this pitch. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I think that's a lot tougher task than uh, than we're thinking about. I think it is for sure. But I also worry like, what if I did make contact with the bat and it deflects and hits me in the foot and I like lose my foot, I have to amputate it, you know, like... Uh, or it hits me in the hands, or I hit myself in the face with a bat. Like all sorts of horrible things could happen. I think that hitting yourself in the foot's a lot better than some of the damage that could be done if you just no deflection took some of his fastballs either like off the mask, either right in your neck, either like right in the pills. I think mm. oof, I'd rather lose my feet than my dick or my throat or my face. <laughs> I, I stand by my I stand by my choice. Well, we might see Chapman tonight as the Blue Jays start their new series in Buffalo against the Yankees. This is go time. Big weekend in baseball. Big weekend for the Blue Jays. Yep. Jacob, should we 
should we just get right into this? Should we just get right into talking about the Blue Jays game diary, promotions and demotions? Let's get all of it. Let's go. Let's do, let's let's go. Here we go, everybody. This is uh This is Jose Bautista, and you're listening to the game diary on underdogs. Thanks, Jose. All right, party people, what kind of mood am I in? I'm in the kind of mood that would start this by calling you party people. I'm high, okay? So just keep that in mind. And also, I just played Russian roulette with a Popeye's chicken four-piece, and I now have what I'm calling chicken fever. Speaking of chicken fever, let's go to Joe Siddle and Jamie Campbell, who are tightly pretending to be comfortable. The voices don't match the behavior, so I cut the sound, and I just watch them in silence. Jamie Campbell has an internal stress about him that seems like he really doesn't want anyone to ask him what's in his basement. And Joe Siddle looks like he's sending vaguely threatening messages to his ex-wife who left him years ago. And this is somehow way better, but I miss everything they say. But I imagine what they brought up is the fact that no Teoscar Hernandez today, no Randall Grisha, Caleb Joseph is catching, Joe Panic and Travis Shaw on the infield, and Derek Fisher is starting in right. A letter to the Blue Jays. Jacob, could you please make my voice higher? Dear Blue Jays, I watch you every day, and I ain't got much except <laughs> the old one nine. Could you just try to win before I die? Okay, on the mound for the Blue Jays, we got a Robbie Ray. Hey, cool cat, I'm Robbie Ray. I changed my delivery and now I'm good to go. Check this out. First inning. That's a hit. That's another one. That's a dinger. Take me out. But they don't. And it's 3-0 Bow Sox. And I can't shake the fact that Robbie Ray looks like he got into a horse riding accident by the way that he stands on the mound. And if he did, then he should just tell us. The Bow Sox have some butt plug on the mound named Triggs who throws like he's trying to win a stuffed animal at the fair, but he strikes everybody out. And then, ding dong, ding dong. Sorry, I wasn't expecting visitors at this part of the order. Be still, my beating heart. In the third, it's Caleb Joseph. I didn't think catchers were allowed to get hit. He hit a ding-dong over the green monster's head, and I'm sure it cost him most of his spine, but who cares? It's 3-1. They take out Robbie Ray in the fourth after he let up another dinger. I just can't stop, and in comes Fawn. Okay, chicken fever is real, and it's coming on quick. I need this game to move fast, but it's like watching all three Lord of the Rings, except with a blanket over your TV and the sound off. But now we're cooking. Bases juiced in the fifth. Guriel drives in Vladdy. Panic attack hits a two-run, bases loaded double in the fifth. Fisher does the hit version of coming too fast with no erection and bops one to the pitcher. And then he rushes out an infield single and it's 5-4 Blue Jays. Okay, okay, here we go. Biggio clangs the green monster square in the testicles and doubles in two more and it's 7-4 Jays. Vladdy is up and he strikes out and he slams the bat so hard at the ground it looks like he's done it before to a person. Jacob, can you cut the music? I need to talk to Vladdy. This is really affecting me and I think he needs a father figure right now. Can you make my voice sound more assertive? Deeper? Thanks. Vladdy, Vladdy, look at me. Look, I know it's tough. Ever since you were a boy, you've been thrust into the limelight under your real father's shadow, and you had to live up to his name every day of your life. And you might want more meaning than baseball. You might have more to offer than swinging a bat, but just so you know, no one will ever love you until you hit the ball hard and in the air for 20 years, okay? 
I love you. All right, we're back at it in the six. It is ding dong, ding dong, Tellez, Tellez the ball to get out of his face as he crushes it to center field. It's 8-4. There's a shot of Travis Shaw smiling in the dugout. How is that allowed? My focus is really struggling. This game is taking forever. The score is now 10-4. You got Panic hitting it and Fisher hitting it. We got a six-run lead. I don't, I don't know how to be. Vladdy is up for redemption, and here we go. And the bases are loaded. What a moment. Strikes out again. It is at this moment that my attention is taken to the rooftop across the street. Two pigeons under the sun, as if they are the only two pigeons in the world. Lifelong companions. And then one pigeon looks at the other pigeon and says, it is time. And it starts raping the other pigeon. Feathers everywhere and very silent and I can't stop watching. But then Buck Martinez goes on some old man rant about pitch usage. It's harsh and aggressive and I'm not sure what brought it on, but my guess is peach snops. In the eighth, in comes the croc father, AJ Cole, and he lets up a solo croc to Peraza and then a two run croc to Bogarts, where Cole is from, that's called a crock out. But it's 10-8, and we got another close game, and my God, nothing is easy. But the Bosox can't touch Perucky or Dolis. We take the victory. Longest nine-inning game in Blue Jays history. Four hours and 23 minutes. One last thing. John from the Noom commercial has killed someone. I can feel it in my gut. And if he's an actor and his name isn't John, then whoever he is, is a murderer. I'm telling you right now, please alert the authorities from wherever he lives. Is he the psychology guy? Yeah, yeah, he's the psychology guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, you can't. That's like looking into an eclipse. Such a long game. Oh, my such, God, such a long game. I was thinking about this, too, and... And I'm thinking about like what a rock and a hard place baseball is in. You know, people want the game to be more entertaining. To do that, we need more hits. And you more hits, the game gets longer. <laughs> it gets I and know. then it gets more boring again. It's like what where's this perfect line in the Venn diagram? How do we how do we get to a good product here? Because I want more hits, I, I don't, want more runs, but that I can't watch four and a half hours. I know, man, and I, I don't remember in the past. I mean, for sure you watch a baseball game and there's moments where you check out. Of course, that happens in anything. You could be watching an exciting playoff game and check out. But I don't remember checking out quite to the degree that these games this year mm-hmm. allow me to check out. And I, I don't know what that is. It's got to be, it's the length or it's just, they don't, they're not flowing. Yeah. Like a normal game. These Blue Jays games are really clunky. It's also human attention span technology getting better phones becoming more exciting more things to read they're better at knowing when when i what to give me to read it's 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 difficult to focus on a thing like a a four-hour long baseball game with you know not a lot of action sometimes yeah and it's a sunday afternoon there's the double header on friday you got the game on saturday you had raptors on saturday it's uh it's a big ask as a toronto sports fan right now it's a big ask it sure is All right, let's get into promotions and demotions. Jacob, let's do promotions first, and we'll go with you. Give me your first player who you will promote. First star of the game. Oh, my man, Rowdy 
Teles, he's on <laughs> fire. He owns Fenway Park. They need to put a blue chair in right field seats for his dinger, uh, or they should just have like a life-size wax statue of him sitting there. Uh, I, I was thinking that that would be hilarious tro trolling in a normal season if, you know, when there were fans there, if the Blue Jays bought a seat and then they put in a little wax, like, like life-size figure of Rowdy in the seats. And then I thought of an even better idea. If we were ever in a playoff series, you know, perhaps this year, if the, if the Red Sox were good and we were going to play, play them in the playoffs, we get a massive, like, 300-foot blimp of Rowdy Telez that just keeps flying over Fenway Park and he's just floating there full body over them. Uh, he's got a big bat. He, and uh, I just think that that would be so insane and it needs... But his performance, you know, my, my long-lost game diary from last week from the protest time, I was ranting. I had like six lines. I was furious. It was, the, it was a game he hit two home runs. It was at Fenway. And I, I just, I, I was so enraged that he, he wasn't playing every day. He's still not playing every day. I don't care if it's, if it's a right-handed pitcher, if it's a left-handed pitcher, if, if it's a switch-throwing pitcher. I, I don't give a shit. Rowdy needs to be in that lineup every day. I, I, we've been saying, we've been saying it all season, and I don't know what that bullshit with Vogelback was, but he, Rowdy's dangerous, and, and Kevin Barker's been on, on the same page all season, too. So he smashes the ball. He's super dangerous. He's got now he's got an approach that lets him not start chasing chasing pitches. He's not striking out. He's he he's a star right now. So he I I fully agree. I agree with everything you said. I think Rowdy is fully deserving of your number one promotion for the game. Obviously, I tussled around that as well because he had such a great game, but I took a little detour. My first promotion for yesterday's game is Joe Panic. Yeah. Now, I've been hard on Joe Panic. Didn't really believe in him. Didn't think he was going to be much of a key contributor to this team. He is silently putting together a really great season. In his last 46 at bats, he's batting 326. Mm -hmm. He has 426 on base percentage and 861 OPS. And you don't even think that when you think about Joe Panic because you think to yourself, oh, all these hits that he's getting are just little slap singles. There's no way that he's, he's hitting for power. 861 OPS. Yeah. He's filling the void of missing Bo Bichette right now. I mean, this team has a crazy winning record without their best player because of guys like Joe Panic. He's also got that veteran presence where he's not going to make those mistakes. He's going to make smart base running plays. He's always going to make the right play. He might not be the most athletic, the most gifted player, but he's smart and he's always going to make the right play. And that's why he gets my first uh, promotion. Yep. That was my second promotion. So, well, there you I, go. You, I, you, yeah. You got anything you want to add to the uh, Joe Panic bandwagon? I, not really. You know, I mean, that game in specifically was two for three, two walks two ribbies uh in my mind yeah like the eye test in i'm saying most of his hits are these little like chip shot singles it's what it what's what it feels like but you know he gets the gets the the double here and there like he did yesterday but to me just get on base get on base and i love you and right now i love him because exactly. he's getting on the base i don't care how you get there if you get on with a walk if you get on with a little slap single if you get on with a bloop 
uh, with an error, I don't care. So uh, just put the ball in yeah. play. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and my uh, second promotion is a little bit off roading here, but got to give it to Caleb Joseph. Nice. Now that was his first game of the year. He comes in with his first game of the year and he hits a home run from the catcher position, which yes, I know Danny Jansen hit a home run on the weekend, but that spot in the lineup has been dead. And for him to come in there and the veteran presence behind the plate, hit a home run, get the offense going. He inspired everybody in the dugout. Everybody loves that guy. And he's having fun in the dugout. He's getting the energy up. And then, boom, the bats go off. I'm not saying it's all because of Caleb Joseph. I'm just saying I like the energy in the lineup, like the production from the catcher spot. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's just so, like, <laughs> he's so unthreatening to any anyone yeah, on the totally. team that I feel like he could he could win a batting title and, like, no one would really be worried about him taking a spot. He's just, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like his presence a lot. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go on to demotions, Jacob. I think uh, we're going to be at least similar on one of these. Yeah. But uh, you, you want to start it off? Flatty, baby. You're getting <laughs> sent down big time here. Over five, three strikeouts, eight. Eight men left on base. Yikes. Uh, you're, you're, you're trying too hard to get in on the action and getting too upset when you can't uh, was the only one in the game without a hit on the Blue Jays, so that's really frustrating for him, and I totally get that, and it would make me mental. You know, these these Boston Red Sox trash pitchers that they're throwing out there, uh, and he can't he can't get a, get a hit. He got one walk, but... Uh, to me, you got to come out of that game um, and learn from it. I hope he's drink. I hope he, right now he's awake, drinking some coffee, watching the tape from last night with the hitting whisperer and with Guillermo Martinez, but particularly with the hitting whisperer because I think you know everything they're talking about with the hitting whisperer and his his mental approach. And to me. That's that's what they got to be talking about this morning. How can how can we figure out a way for you to not get so worked up that you've underperformed? That that's what you're thinking about, and you're not letting the ball come to you, letting yourself do the damage instead of trying to make it happen. Yeah, I I mean obviously Vladdy's my first emotion as well. There was a shot in the dugout after Rowdy Telez hit his home run. They had the camera right on Vladdy, and they weren't trying to tell this story, but. When Vladdy saw the ball leave the yard, it was almost like uh, jealousy or uh, like frustration in a way. It didn't seem like he was excited for Rowdy Tellez. And I wonder how in his head he is right now. And I wonder if he's one of the players that doesn't uh, spend as much time with Dante Bichette, maybe because of his relationship with his dad and he feels like his dad's his go-to and he doesn't uh, want to hear what Dante has to say. It, may, it might be a little bit of a struggle there. I don't know, obviously, but... He looked real bad yesterday, and the snowmen left on base. That's my god. Yeah, yeah we've talked about that before. That like Bichette Guerrero, the potential of like you know seeding to Bo that his dad taught him how to hit better than Vlad's dad did, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a, it's a complicated thing, but I think it of anyone on the team now, like letting Dante work with with Guerrero would be incredible for him. 
Yeah, and maybe he is. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know, but he damn well should be if he isn't. It certainly seems like he's not listening to him if he's yeah. working with I him. Would, I would love, if I had access in these, these Zoom media things with Dante Bichette, I would love to say, try and figure out a way that I could ring out of him without it being too obvious. If there's anyone on the team, whether it's some of the veterans or guys that you feel like have their own kind of approach that you haven't worked with as much or who haven't like jumped fully on board with them. If you know, they came in, things were working for them. They didn't want to mess around too much. I want to, I want to hear if he's working with Shaw. I want to know if he's working with Guerrero, <laughs> uh, because he's seemingly done incredible work with Rowdy, with Tay Oscar and with Grichik. Those guys are all stars right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it is fair for us to maybe give a slight shout out, not a full yell, but like a little like, okay, we see you to Travis Shaw. Like his weekend wasn't horrendous. And in fact, when we were texting each other, I think it was Friday, Friday, maybe <laughs> yeah, you, you were like, thank God I don't have to give him the first star of this game. <laughs> and I hate it and you hate it, but you know, the bats coming around a little bit. Well, let's see it. And I don't even mind. I don't, I don't even mind the bat. It's more so it's more so him as the defender, more so him at third base that really makes me mad and his his unathletic body his <laughs> you know all of that. It's it's more so on defense than I'm than I'm mad at him on offense even though he hasn't been a good hitter over the course of the season at all. He's had a couple of three games where he's like comes alive for a second and then it goes back to just nothing. Yeah. Who do you got for your second demotion? It was tough. I started out, I, I wrote out a whole thing about Robbie Ray, and then I deleted all of that. You know, Robbie Ray wasn't good, but I had to go to, I had to go to AJ Cole here. Um, I got to send him down two hits, both of them ding-dongs. He adds a walk in there, doesn't get through the inning, only two outs. And the guy's been lights out all season. So you hope, I hope that it's just one of those weird nights for him and that he hasn't come to the realization that last night is really who he is and everything that has happened so far this season is the anomaly. But yeah, he's he's my uh, he's my demotion for for last night. Yeah, that's a totally fair demotion. I did go with your initial instinct. I went with Robbie Ray. I feel a little bit bad doing it with Robbie Ray because, you know, he came in being what he is. 7 ERA, lets up tons of homers, walks guys. And it's almost more like not fair to him to just assume that you can just turn it around in an instant to, to say that, oh, if you just go back to your original uh, delivery, you'll be fine. And, but there is excitement with a guy like that because the ceiling's high, but I don't think that we're in on uh, his rejuvenation over the next three four weeks i just I, I don't see it and he's getting my second demotion would you start him yeah. again you would yeah i would against the yankees yeah probably you know maybe i i, I don't know like i don't see what the problem with like what with starting him instead of having an opener for him like what's the difference if i, I just still have a short rope on him if he starts being bad i'll just take him out without having someone open for him like what is it what does it matter yeah i guess i'm not i'm i'm considering not giving him the the multiple inning deal you know the kind of multiple inning deal that anthony k has that's you know sometimes Bomer font has thomas hatch has 
but then again, when you bring a guy like him in for one inning, you don't want him to walk the bases yeah. loaded. I think he's a really tough thing to know what to do with right now. And I'm not, I'm not saying like he's some piece of trash that we never should have got. I'm just saying it's a hell of a situation for him to be in to turn it around that quick for a team that is neck and neck. Like after tonight's game, the Blue Jays could be back in eighth. Do you know what I mean? If they win, they could be another game up in fifth. Who, who knows? Yeah. Like this is, this is go time and every game matters so much. Every pitch matters so much. Yeah, I want to I want to give him so I thought he was pretty effective his first outing. He did come out of relief, but he was using going back to his old delivery. That went well. This time it didn't go so well. He still got what five strikeouts or something. Something like that. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it did. it's five strikeouts, three walks. I want two to dingers. I want to now that he's had trouble i want to see what kind of adjustments from that after you know a week with you know his bullpen session going over the tape talking with with pete walker i want to see what now now is my when i'm really interested to see how he bounces back from that in his next start and if he's bad again then i'm thinking okay let's let's get down to some lower level lower leverage long inning relief work yeah, that's probably fair because you don't want to take an asset like that and just throw it away after it's, you know, it wasn't it wasn't horrendous. It certainly wasn't horrendous what he did. It was just, I don't know, you don't want to be doing that in the 58th, 57th game of the year when everything's on the line. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, but... Got to be a short leash, but I I I agree with you now. I, I I do see what you're saying. It's going to be really really interesting to see what happens this week, because there's just this mental part of us that can't can't let the Yankees be anything other than terrifying. At least that's how I feel. Like I'm just assuming that tonight is when the Yankees become the Yankees again. You know, on paper we should almost be. <laughs> more afraid of the teams we've already played like just as afraid as, as as the Yankees as we are of the of the Orioles of of the Marlins but uh, I'm just assuming that tonight's the night Yankees are going to start dominating they're going to start mashing the ball again um but the I mean the Yankees are not playing well I mean that's obvious by the fact that they're now dropped to the to the last seed but I totally agree with you. There's just that thing about New York and the magic around New York and the fact that they always can pull it together. And even through all their injuries, they end up finding dudes like Luke Voigt who can carry them into the postseason. But none of these young players have that built up in their mind yet. Wow. Yeah. That's unless it just comes from being a baseball player and you see the pinstripes and you have a meltdown. But for sure, it's a lot better to go into New York with no fans. And just play them heads up. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I know they're going to Buffalo tonight, but they will be going to uh, New York very yeah. soon. But it's also nice, you know, start out, start again, start out against this Montgomery kid instead of Tanaka or Cole, you know, um, to let that be the the turning point for them at least. Hopefully, even if the Yankees bats come alive. You know, you definitely got to be worried about LeMahieu. They got Glaber Torres back in the lineup now. Luke Voigt. You know, like, pff, there there are some scary bats, but if we can get some runs up on these guys. Glaber Torres doesn't scare me yet, but, you know, obviously if he breaks out, that's going to be a huge thing, but he's not looked great. Here's a question for you. 
So whatever money you have in your life, whatever it is, you have to put it on one of the bottom four American League playoff teams. So either the Twins, the Blue Jays, the Astros, or the Yankees. I have to you have put to. it on one can. of them winning the you World have Series? To put all your money. Nope. You just have to put your money on one of them making it the furthest. Mm-hmm. Who... What team would you put all your money on right now? Obviously, the Yankees. How, like, I'm a, yeah, like, Judge should be good. I mean, theoretically, at least for one game when he gets back. I don't know if you're, (laughs) you might, I don't know, man. Stanton down, Judge down, Cole doesn't look right. No Luis Severino. Um, Glaber Torres doesn't look right. Gary Sanchez is being sat now because he's, he's not. He's not able to get it yeah, done. One of the worst players in the I league. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not that... I'm probably more scared of the Twins out of all of those teams. And, oh, fuck, that's so tough, though, because it's so hard to remove the fandom and the the love for the Jays to where you would put your money. But you'd have to if it's a money thing. But I'm going Jays. I'm going Jays for all four of those teams even though they can just look like such rat shit sometimes. I think, I think that, uh, I I think that the Yankees, it's all going to, it's all going to come together at some point. This team is too good. And they were really good to start the season. Garrett Cole is too talented of a pitcher to be bad for a whole year and go into the playoffs being bad. If they get Stanton back, if they get judge back, I mean, even if Gary Sanchez is bad, I don't mind. You know, if 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 Paxton can pitch, I, I think they're still one of the best teams in the league, no question. So the fact that they're in that option for me, I have to put my money on them because it's so unlikely that they'd be there. I think it's just the amount of ifs that you have to say that make it a really difficult decision. That's so many ifs. Well, it's only so many ifs. And the Blue Jays are bound to get... It's only so many ifs because they've had so many ifs already happen. But all I could say is, if the Yankees are the team that they put on paper, if they're the team that they created, then I think they're by far the best team of those four. Yeah, no, I fully agree that the Yankees should be fully healthy, playing up to their potential or ahead of the race. And the Rays have the best record in baseball now. They haven't played as many games, but nevertheless, yeah, I think you might have an opportunity to get sort of a a wounded beast in the Yankees right now. Yeah, right now. Same with the Astros. Right now, but you know we're we're a month away from the playoffs, and then it's a long it's a long haul to get through the playoffs too. Long time for guys to get back to get right. One of the most disastrous things of of, of fantasy for for me this season is that I just out of i guess out of my like rage out of my anger for after i made that trade for judge and he went right back on the il i didn't put him on my injured list and i just released him and now trash cans just has him sitting in his in his il and like what if he does come back and like it's like the finals of the playoffs and i've got judge just demolishing me with dingers you didn't put him on your il i didn't realize i don't know what happened? I didn't even just, I think I didn't even consider it. I didn't have anyone on the aisle. I had plenty of slots. I could have just put him there. Idiot. Oh my God. I had no idea that you did I that. I know. Well, I didn't either. You brought it up. You brought it up. Do you want to talk about fantasy, Jacob? Do you, 
do you want to do you do you want to talk about fantasy uh not really the fantasy was actually giving me heart palps most of the weekend and it just like i was so unaware of how emotionally draining fantasy would be when you asked me to do fantasy this year because i'd never done it before but it is it's awful. It almost like changes the way I view baseball. Like I don't even care when the Blue Jays win. All I want is points. I wanted Devers to come off the bench last night and hit a grand slam. You know, yeah. like it just changes the way I view things because I get addicted to these numbers on my phone going up and down. Yeah, I love it. Even when I hate it, <laughs> that addiction, like this investment that I have in these guys and in in baseball in general, I love it so much. I'm obsessed with it, but I'm also, you know, playing real well right now, playing really good fantasy baseball. I was looking at everybody's point totals, like on their teams, like who their best players of the week were. Most people, it's pitchers. It's their top point getters of the week are pitchers. My pitchers were five down the list. (laughs) That's what my week was like. Horrible pitching. I've had horrible pitching for about nine days now. Yeah. Um, do you feel like any of that is, is from the, the flavor of the day, the PP starting thing? Do you, do you have any regrets for getting into that as hard as, as you did? Not really. It's not the PP thing. I mean, the biggest regret was sitting Randy Dobnak to try to, uh, not go over the max starts for the week because he got shelled. Did anyone tell you not to do that? No, I don't think so. I don't recall that. I just remember kind of keeping it to myself. I mean, like, this would be a good decision. And if you, I, so I started Davy Garcia over Randy Dobnak. If anybody who has watched Davy Garcia pitch, he's going to be a star. He looks awesome. That doesn't, I watched him pitch. I told you not to start Davy Garcia to, to start Dobby over specifically Davy Garcia. That exact thing. Okay, but I didn't lose by 20, so that doesn't necessarily matter. The things that matter more are Trevor Bauer not being able to give me points, Jack Flaherty giving me minus points, Davey Garcia giving me zero, uh, Max Freed giving me, I don't remember, it might have been negative, it might have been zero, it might have been two, I don't remember, but it was just horrible. Every time I had a chance to make some ground with my starting pitching, it, I would be looking at the app and it would be like minus four in the first inning. Like, God damn it. Even Maeda, home run in the first inning. But we're going to regroup, and I'm going to come back for the playoffs. I'm going to dominate. It's Monday. This is a whole new week. It's a whole fresh start. Blue Jays are taking the Yankees to Buffalo and have them complain about the clubhouse, about the field, and all the things that the Diva Yankees will do. Jordan Montgomery against Hunjin Ryu tonight, and we will see you all tomorrow.